The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. We did it, guys. We did it. We, um, what did that person put on Facebook? Oh my gosh. Somebody in our Facebook group, we just read right before we started. Cassie, maybe? The funniest. We both just died laughing. Uh, She said, I just feel like this belongs here. Says, are you, (laughs) are you ever just reading a book and you come across a word that you don't know how to pronounce? So you just go (laughs) in your head. When it's someone's name and you have to keep doing that for the rest of the book. And when you have to actually say it out loud to someone and you just kind of get quieter as you say it. <laughs> I have no idea why you guys we post that. don't know why you no. tag us in this. I don't. I never do that. I don't even know. <laughs> Penitentiary. I'm wounded. 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 I am hurt. <laughs> no, I put this in our Instagram story the other day where I was like, I hear people get shamed on other podcasts for not knowing you all love us yeah you are so great for you all it's like oh megan and you bless their hearts they're so good at this they can't they can't speak and they have a pod no they're like they're they're from kentucky (laughs) they're from yeah maybe that's why you all get give us like a pass it's like y'all's heart well well, look at them. They southern. They southern. They just say things. That's what my mama likes to call the sugars. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the reason, we appreciate it, man. It's great. It's, so, it definitely takes the stress out of how I never yeah. know how to say things. Yeah, it makes me more confident in saying those wrong. Even <laughs> <laughs> I am sure about how I'm saying how wrong it is and how good it sounds when it's wrong. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. So, hey, this is the Witch's Magic (laughs) Mystery Podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Megan. Here we are. Yeah, I do. When I'm researching a a case, I will definitely have those moments where I'm like, oh, there's a name I'm going to say wrong later. (laughs) But you forget to look it up. Yeah. And you just do it. There's a name Kara's going to laugh at. (laughs) It's so fun. It's fine. I always hope, like, it never comes off as disrespectful of people. Oh, no. it's not a lack of respect. As I just don't know what just, I'm doing. I'm never going to get it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even I've even tried being like, Google how to say this, and it'll do like the mechanical pronunciation, which is still not guaranteed to be true. No. So yeah, I'd rather be confidently unsure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And okay with it. Yeah. And just move along. Uh, I, we sh- probably should have discussed who's going first. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just sitting here. Um, well, we just did the whitewater. We're doing the second whitewater water rafting. <laughs> Yeah, I've never gone whitewater rafting. Have you? I'm terrified of it. I will drown. <laughs> I love how you and I are like. I will flop out of that raft that's just air and materials and fall into air and materials <laughs> and fall into the water that's rafting <laughs> and I'll get sucked under the white the white water. I'll get sucked under mm-hmm. and my head will hit a rock or a, some sort of like floating things creatures. I don't know something that gets sucked me under. 
I would die. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. It There's seems no... far more likely in my head yeah. than I'm sure it actually is. But yeah, I mean, I like uh, canoeing and all that kind of stuff on like calm if water. It's calm. Yeah. But like white water rafting, I'm just like, that. I'm not sure. I'm no, not they sure. make you wear helmets <laughs> for a reason. I'm not doing that. This is a death trap. <laughs> That's what I would mean. <laughs> be. Those quiet, peaceful trees, birds. And they're like, "This is. I'm gonna die. <laughs> We're all gonna die." The people would be panicking. How can you all be so calm? <laughs> the people would be panicking and like scooting away from her. <laughs> My kids would be like, "What is wrong with?" That's not our. Like four year olds are like, "This is fun." No, it's not. <laughs> they're trying to like hold your hand. I just appreciate that we're both generally afraid of most things. <laughs> yeah. We're, when we went to Harry Potter World, we hadn't really discussed it, but it was like, oh, by the way, I don't do roller coasters. And it was like, oh, we don't know me neither. Yeah, like, no. Oh, thank God. Yeah. We're just here for the experience. I had, though, already told myself in my head, okay, if Kara wants to ride a roller coaster, you're going to do it. Because that's what you do, Megan. You're going to be a big girl and you're going to, you're not going to, you're here at the amusement park and you're not going to ruin it for her. And then I was like, oh, thank God. Ooh. Ooh. But just so you know, I would have like risked my whole life. Yeah, same. For same. Yeah. I, I was like, if she wants to go on this stuff, I mean, if there's water rides and stuff, she wants to go on, I'll tell totally We're just going to have to. We're just going to have to. Um, I don't know if you guys saw. I know. We're six. We're six minutes in. But I'm just going to keep telling this story. Y'all love it when we chatter. We've been on Instagram because we were like, okay, we're going to ride a ride. And we're at Universal and we're wandering around and we're looking and we see this thing that's like going through the trees. And it was real pretty and it was slow. And you're like, <laughs> you're like hanging. Like people are hanging. It was the pterodactyl ride. Yeah. In the Jurassic Park section. And we were like, that looks, that looks okay. It's we can do that slow. slow. It's looks not like going some younger kids or anything. It's not doing any loops or anything. You're not upside down yeah. at all. And then, so we're, we're following it around to figure out where the, the line is and we get up there. <laughs> it's very clearly a children's ride. Like they're like, you don't, like don't we, we weren't allowed be. to ride it because we were too big. We didn't have kids with us. <laughs> and all the people in line were like children. Yeah. And we were like, oh. Mm. <laughs> But we, we can't go on it, though. <laughs> I'll still ride it. That's yeah. the other thing. At first, we noticed when it was all kids, we're like, oh, it's a children's ride. But I'm like, we'll I don't still care. do it. We still got in line for it. But then it was like a height requirement that you couldn't go over. Over, yeah. So. <clears throat> okay. So, this is the second part of the episode that you heard yesterday. Uh, if you're on Patreon, then you're listening to this maybe the same day. Oh my God, Hillary Duff. I haven't thought of that song in forever. <laughs> so if you have not listened to yesterday's episode, which is Whitewater Part 1, go back and listen to that one first. Yeah. Don't skip it before you listen to this one. Okay, so yesterday we learned all about the witchy lore surrounding Whitewater, Wisconsin. And I... I love it. I love it. I want to join the school. Absolutely. I still want to order that book catalog. Yes. And then I just want to go there i just want to go there yeah i want to see the witch's tower i want to look at the old 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 cemeteries yeah when was it that they were going to tear the witch's tower down later this year no later next year i believe okay so we have to go before but they may not tear it down how far of a drive is wisconsin (laughs) absolutely no idea a long time so yesterday's i would call the fun episode and today is decidedly darker there's going to be several stories and they're all about murder in Whitewater. Um, I was going to tell just like one murders. or two of them, but it was kind of like there's not a whole lot of details about any of them. So I just lumped them all together. And these are all murders that happened in Whitewater. Are you ready? Maybe. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Joseph and Judith Horan mm-hmm. had four daughters. Gertrude, Nellie, Anna, and Agnes. <laughs> I love the name Agnes. They're the so most much. Th- th- it was eighteen eighty and it's like those are the most eighteen eighty. Yes. Yeah. Agnes Agnes is, is a great amazing. Name. Nellie I like too. I mean yeah. I like you know, they're all fine, but I'm just like yeah. Gertie. Gertie makes me think of um, Sylvia Likens' case. Oh, so. uh, no. Nope. It's not her fault nope. that her name was this one. It's not her fault her name was Gertrude. No. Nope. Um, so Gertrude actually didn't live in Whitewater, but the rest of her family did. Um, the Horn family was wealthy and aristocratic. They moved to Whitewater in 1880. Hmm. In 1882, Judith died suddenly. Oh. She was the mom. Okay. She'd shown symptoms of poisoning right before she died, oh. but no one suspected anything. Because um, I mean, yeah, like why would there you? were so many plagues and yeah. stuff? But they didn't think automatically that everybody's a murderer of the way. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, then six weeks later, Joseph Horan, the uh, died, the, uh, the died, the, the died, the dead, the dead, the dead, died. He had suffered terrible spasms and convulsions, which also could be poisoning, right? Right. But he was also seventy-eight. That's true. So it wasn't like... Could have been a seizure. Right. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, he died? It's like he's 78. Yeah. It was 1880. Well, yeah, that was good long life. A good life. Yeah. So it's not terribly shocking that he died, but that it was six weeks after his wife died, which is just like, oh, gosh. So that left the four daughters with an inheritance of $5,000. Which was a lot of money then. Oh, yeah. And it was split amongst them. So that's about $127,000 today. It's reported that the youngest daughter, Agnes, was 17, and she got the largest portion of the inheritance due to her age. Oh, they didn't split it equally? I have no idea why. Were they like, well, you're the youngest. It's going to take you longer to... Or you each get... I mean, back then, it would be longer You each get a thousand, but then she gets an extra thousand because she's older? I don't know. No, she's younger. She's, or she's youngest. youngest. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe they thought these will get married sooner. Right. Because, you know, back then it was right. like, you marry yeah. and so you need money to take care of yourself. I don't know. So... It doesn't really matter, though, because two months later, Agnes is dead, too. Oh, my God. So that left. Did they all get to keep the house? You know, I don't know. It just said this was her inheritance. Like, this was the amount. But after Agnes died, her inheritance was split amongst her three surviving sisters. So at this point, obviously, things look suspicious. Right. But Whitewater officials couldn't figure out, like, who would want to kill this family. family. Like, you know, and then nothing happened for a few years mm-hmm. until 1884 when Anna got sick. Oh, my gosh. Right. So late one night, she asked her friend to send for her sister, Nellie, and Nellie went to take care of her. While she was there, she gave her a dose of opium powder. Three physici- <laughs> physicians <laughs> were called, and they couldn't help her, and she died the following morning. Oh. The physicians suspected that she'd been poisoned. So the contents of her stomach were sent to Milwaukee for chemical analysis, which I found fascinating in 1884. Yeah. Like, I don't know what all they could do. Yeah. But it turns out they found strychnine in her stomach. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's been two years since Agnes died. Right. And I guess life had kind of gotten back to normal and people had quit talking about all the deaths in the Horn family and everybody just moved on. But then Anna died and everybody starts talking about it again. Okay. The thing is, police figured... That someone was targeting the family, like obviously someone's yeah. targeting the family, but they don't know who. And then weirdly, a young girl said she had seen Nellie purchase strychnine a few days earlier. But don't worry about it; it was for a rat problem, you guys. I don't know why you're looking at why me like would that, you Kara. be bothered by this? No, I mean it's 
definitely there's rats not to kill her sister that's de- not i mean it's a weird coincidence no why would you eat all our cats so we <laughs> had to get the strychnine so nelly did go to trial and here's an actual sentence from the newspaper article oh my gosh i it. love it when these things because mine's full oh of my that. gosh so an actual sentence from the newspaper article in personal appearance she was prepossessing though not beautiful Tall and graceful, she was intelligent and striking. Murderer. Did she look bookish? (laughs) No. She was not bookish. She was conventionally, whatever. Prepossessing. I just, you know. Yeah. On trial for murder. Let's talk about how good looking she is. How attractive this lady can be. The jury deliberated for 12 minutes. Oh. And found her not guilty. Are you kidding me? Well, she was hot. Hot people don't kill people. <laughs> she shook everyone's no, hands. Her family is dying. Yeah. And she was seen buying the very poison that was found in her that sister's stomach. That was for the rat problems, guys. They've had a rat problem this whole time. She's really intelligent and striking. Not not a murderer. Oh. So she, before, she shakes everyone's hands on her way out the door. She shakes the lawyer, the judge. Every single member of the jury. Good game, good game. Thank you. Good game, good game, good exactly good what game. it felt like. It's like I'm in volleyball again. Good game, good game. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good game, good game. Thank you for noticing I'm attractive. Yeah. Um, she got married, had kids. Oh my god. And died of natural causes. Oh, she didn't die from strychnine poisoning. Nope. Hmm. In her seventies, on October twenty third, nineteen thirty eight. That's it. She's buried in Calvary Cemetery. She lived a long and healthy, eventful life. Yeah. Free of rats. No deathbed confessions here. So, yeah, Calvary Cemetery is one of the cemeteries that makes up the Witches Triangle oh, that we yeah. talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, here's the thing I want you all to notice because you won't notice if I don't point it out to you. And it's very important to me that you Megan notice. needs for you to pay attention right now. These cemeteries connect the stories in this episode. Thank you. I know you're all plotting. <laughs> Thank We're you. just pausing Thank for you. that moment. I just want you to know how I arranged it that way. I was like, oh my God. It just came to me. I'm a writer. Okay. That's great. <laughs> so she's buried in Calvary Cemetery. Next to Calvary Cemetery <laughs> is the University of Wisconsin Whitewater's Athletic Complex. But in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it is now. But a okay. long time ago. Okay. The land beside the cemetery was once a farm that belonged to Edward and Myrtle. Myrtle. Shaw. Mm, okay. Yep. Uh, Myrtle was my dad's mom's name. I love it. Oh, I do too. It's such a sweet little dare yeah, name. Like Myrtle. Yeah. I kind of feel like this is going to be your favorite. This is going to be. Favorite's a weird word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Of this. Of these stories. Okay. The Shaw's rented rooms to students who attended the school. That's cute. And. They're talking about the University of Wisconsin, essentially, mm-hmm. but it wasn't called that back then. It was called the State Normal School <laughs> for the normals. <laughs> for the norms. Like, do you think that's to separate itself from the Are spirituality you school? <laughs> Go normies. Go norms. Like, you know, the Morris Pratt spirituality yeah. school. Is that to be like, there's the spirituality school, but we're the We're normals. the non-spiritual school. I don't know. I don't know. Norms. Maybe that was like a normal <laughs> common like phrase back then. I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, college students would rent rooms and Myrtle fell in love with one of those students. His name was Ernst K- Kufal. Oh, where's he from? What's mm-hmm. he doing? Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't know. 
Ernst. Kufal. Kufal. Wait. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it is, um, as it turns out, terribly inconvenient to fall in love with a college student who lives in your house when you have a husband who also lives in your house. Puts a damper on <laughs> Naturally, Myrtle decided her husband had to go. Oh. So she put some strychnine, because that's the only poison in Wisconsin. So many rats in Wisconsin, guys. It's all the cheese. <laughs> she put it in his prune juice. Oh. And Edward Shaw died on March 18th, 1922. And then I had this moment. Hmm. Myrtle murdered. Myrtle murdered. Myrtle the murderer. Myrtle murderer. It's like a... It's a really weird children's book, just like waiting. Married murder, Myrtle, murdered. Myrtle the married murderer. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but no one knew it. No one knew that she'd murdered him because the coroner said Edward had just had the flu and died of natural causes. Ooh. Which I guess you wouldn't know it was strychnine unless you did the whole chemical analysis thing. And why yeah. would you do that? Because he had the flu and that yeah. was deadly then. The only reason they did that on... Did they have the flu vaccine problem? Agnes was because of... The friend, the friend that was like, well, I saw her buy strychnine. Well, no, even before that, oh, it was yeah. because all the other people had died. And it was like, oh, we're going to we're gonna check this out. So, remember the college guy that Myrtle was in love with? Mm-hmm. Um, cool. here, here's a one weird thing. I picture Myrtle as my grandmother, right? So, yeah. But I don't actually think Myrtle was that much older than uh, this college student. Okay. In my head, Myrtle's an old lady. But that's because... I think it was my Myrtle's us. Plus Myrtle's a Myrtle's name. Myrtle's who we are. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So she had stayed in love with Ernst. No, she'd stayed in touch also in love. She stayed in touch with Ernst. Touchy love. Even after he transferred schools. and He said, I got to get out of here. You're going to kill me too. It's got to be a little weird, right? Like a little freaky. Guy died in this house. He moved to a farm in Minnesota and they made plans for her to join him there where they would be married. Hmm. But... Ernst did let her know that her children, Ralph, 16. Oh, she had to be somewhat to have a 16-year-old. Yeah. But she could have had him when she was 15 or 16. Who knows? Um, Anyway, her children, Ralph, who was 16, Delbert, who was 12, May, who was 9, and Lawrence, 5, would not be welcome. It is, as it turns out, terribly inconvenient to marry a dude who doesn't want your kids around when you have kids who are around. Can't take yeah. care of themselves. Right. Yeah. So naturally, Myrtle decided her children had to go. Oh. So okay. she had this plan. She's going to take her kids for a drive in the country. and She's going to let Ralph drive. Mm-hmm. She's going to give each kid candy filled with strychnine. Hmm. And the plan was that all the kids would become sick. Ralph would crash the car, they'd all die, and it would be blamed on a car accident by a risky teenage driver. There are so many horrible things about this plan. Wow. For when she's a mother planning to kill her kids. Like, that's already like, what? Yeah. But then the fact that she was okay with being like, and we're going to have my oldest son be responsible for it. Yeah. And even though she's not thinking he's going to live with that responsibility. She's like, he's not going to survive. Yeah. None of them will. And she's okay with, like, that'll be his legacy. He killed all his family. You know what I mean? Mm. So <clears throat> she she followed through with this plan, and the kids did get, did get sick, and Ralph did crash the car. But the problem was all of them survived. Oh. Uh, yeah. So. She just didn't get that dosage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She needed to talk to Baba Anushka. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. When questioned, Myrtle said she'd gotten the candy from a door-to-door salesman. They launched a manhunt. Obviously, they didn't find it. Why would you? The DA was skeptical, and he finally got a confession out of her. <gasps> and when they did, she they was decided, like, fine, whatever. She just, I guess after you keep going, some, yeah, at some point, they beat you down, right? Yeah. Then they exhumed Edward's body oh, and realized no. that he'd also been poisoned. Oh, no. So she lost the kids anyways. Yeah. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge NCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately Mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Menopausal and perimenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at buywinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A.com for 25% off. Winona, menopause care made easy. So Myrtle said it was Ernst who had poisoned Edward. <gasps> She said he had offered to help her care for her husband before he died and then poisoned him 
And then he had threatened to do the same to her if she ever told anyone. Oh so gosh. it's like, no, 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 no. Ernst did this. And yeah. I just didn't say anything because I was afraid. Right. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. Ernst, who was in jail for a bit, like while they sorted all this out, they were like, we're just going to lock you keep, up. Keep you here for a bit. Figure out some things. Of course, he denied that claim. Right. But also, he wouldn't talk about Myrtle at all. He said, quote, I am not going to injure her. When all when this is all over and she gets back to her senses, I don't want any words of mine to affect her feelings for me. <laughs> let's just mm-hmm. let's just take let's just let it sink in. I just I don't understand. I want her to stop. I mean, he's clearly me. a lunatic, right? <laughs> like, she murdered her husband and is accusing me of murder. But I don't want to hurt her feelings. I'm hoping we'll get. She's gonna kill you next, Ernst. Like I re- I'm just really hoping that you know we're gonna be okay. What do you think's gonna happen? Like what? <laughs> what is your plan here? When she gets back to her senses, she's gonna be in jail, dude. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, oh, I just feel sorry for him. Um, it does make me curious about their age difference. Like if she was a lot older, right? Was he kind of brainwashed or? I don't know. Was she just... Was she a cougar? This is the kind of thing, that, you know, I've said about men before in stories, but I'm like, was she amazing in bed? Like, what is it that he was like, I don't care that she murdered her husband and accused me of murder. I'm still hoping. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm hanging on. Hanging on. I can't let that go. Um, one last note. I read in an article about the murder. Ernst told his aunt that he intended to marry Myrtle and had become quite attached to her children. At what point did he become attached to the children? Because he said they weren't welcome. Well, that's according to Myrtle. So yeah. is that true or not? No. Which what? one's true? No. Yeah. Why would you fall in love with a woman with four kids and be like, I'm going to, I want you to come to my farm and marry me, but don't bring your kids. No one's going to do that. I mean, except for her who wants to kill her kids, but yeah, it's fine. Okay. So Myrtle was found guilty and sentenced to prison. Okay. She got 10 years for murdering her husband and then an additional oh. 10 years for each of her four counts of attempted murder on her kids. Oh, so it's 40 plus 10. But those were be those four sentences were served concurrently. Oh. Also, just a random thing that I noticed, the day she was sentenced was also her youngest child's sixth birthday. Oh. You know, the one she tried to kill. What a piece of And crap. blame on her oldest child. What a piece of crap. So... With the 10 years for murdering her husband and then the four 10-year sentences that were all served at the same time, that's 20 years total. But she was only there for five years before she is pardoned by Governor Fred R. Zimmerman. She's in pardon turkey. <laughs> I don't know why he pardoned her. I couldn't find it anywhere. I just know that he, he gra- went on a taxi ride with her. <laughs> yeah, okay. He granted her a conditional pardon and paroled her to Dr. Otis M. Johnson. A Methodist minister. No. And Myrtle was supposed to live there in his home for a little while. Why? I assume it's like, he's a minister. He'll fix her. <laughs> He'll make her right yeah, with the Lord. Fine. So she was supposed to live there for a little while before she goes to visit her daughter. The one, you know, that she tried to have killed. Right. Not have killed. She tried to kill. She was the, yeah. Myrtle went on to start a new family in Illinois. With the minister? Uh, no, she, oh. <laughs> she for a while. It's all. It's just kind of like what happened, you know, with Nellie. It's like she goes to jail, or Nellie didn't go to jail, but it's like they're hardly impacted by the crime they did of murder, and then, they, then that part's over, and they just go have a new life somewhere else. Yeah, 
Edward Shod was buried in Hillside Cemetery. Hmm. And if you're following, that means my next story We're is at another point of Hillside Cemetery. Another point Thank of the you. triangle. Thank you for noticing. Mm-hmm. Hillside Cemetery would later become the site where a body was left in 1980. Oh. Now, there is hardly Not any information. Not one buried. It was just left there. Yes. Yeah. There was okay. hardly any information about this one. Kathy Thomas was a 19-year-old college student at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. She the normal? Also, the no, this was in the 80s, this is 1980, okay. so this okay. was actually the University of Wisconsin okay. at this point. She was also the stepdaughter of Whitewater's sheriff at the time. Mm-hmm. She went out one night to go shopping, have drinks. She played pool with her friends, and then she never came home that night. Four days later, her partially nude body was found in Hillside Cemetery. She'd been strangled and beaten with a blunt object. The fact that it was four days later. Yeah. And her partially nude body was found in Hillside Cemetery. Like, I don't know the circumstances of where her exactly her body right. was found, but it just makes you think, like, did someone hang on to her for a little bit? And right. they had her body there? Or did they had her body been there the whole time? There, and no one had seen it until they were... Yeah. Because it could have been behind, you know, sometimes they have those above ground, like grounds, yeah, tombs or something. And she could have been behind mausoleum, mausoleum. So I couldn't think of that word, but you know, I mean, maybe it was hidden somewhere, but just four days and it was just out there in the open in what seems to not be like mm-hmm. a very big town. Poor thing, Michael Crabtree, Crabtree, <laughs> that one shouldn't have even been hard to say. <laughs> I love it. Was also 19, and he was eventually convicted of her murder. He was sentenced to life in prison with an additional 10 years for rape. Wow. Which is just, yeah. Horrible. Kathy's mother was Sally McKenzie, and she was a really religious woman who she publicly forgave Michael Crabtree for what he had done to her daughter. And she also made it known that she was against the death penalty. Huh. And I just feel like the amount of strength mm-hmm. it As would a take, mom, yeah. I cannot. Like, my kid is dealing with some, like, bullying crap, which is, you know, her kid was raped and murdered. Yeah. My kid's dealing with a stupid bully. Like, on, like, cyber Loser kid who I want to rip to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just for, like, dumb teenager stuff. Yes. I can't, I don't, I don't know how how people do it. I don't like people. Well, yeah. I'm not, I don't know if that could be that forgiving. On the other hand, maybe the only way you move forward is to find a way to forgive and let it go. And you'd have to truly forgive to let it yeah. go. But how would you? I mean, I just can't imagine. Sometimes all I think about is Yeah, that's basically. Yeah, I would think about it all the time. Yeah, that's really, that's all I could find about it. So I don't know anything about like how or why or whatever. Like how they knew each other. I always think it's weird when it's like a case like this that like that went to trial. You know? Yeah, like what were the victims of her murder? Unless he pled guilty. Maybe there wasn't a trial. Maybe. It just, it fascinates me when I can't find a whole lot of information about a murder story. Yeah. So this last one I'm going to talk about, and this one I expect to be a name that some of you will recognize if you've, if you're into true crime. It's the most recent, uh, like big murder, and it got a lot of publicity. On June 22nd, 2007, Kelly Nolan was out with her three friends, or no. With three of her friends. She okay. had more than three friends. I don't. And they were. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. I count. I don't. Like, yeah. Extra. Twelve. Same. Okay. okay. So she, they were hanging out at a few bars in downtown Madison, Wisconsin. At 1130 that night. Who she told. Out that I, I mean, 
I like my sleep. I'm in bed at 9.30. When I was in college, it was like you went, you hung out, and you went to the club at around 10. Yeah. Now, if you show up at 10, what are you doing? You're a nerd. Yeah. It fascinates me now, though, that like back then it was like you can get there at 10 and you're okay. Now it's like, good Lord, you really can't get there till like midnight. No. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, no, you dance I'm still like three or four at midnight. <laughs> Who are you people? Well, what do you do? That? What do you do in the mornings? Okay. <laughs> at 11.30 that night, she told her friends she wanted to stay out a little longer, but her friends wanted to go home, so they left without her. Okay. Now, we've discussed this You before. don't leave your friends. Right. But the thing is, she was a senior at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, and she was known as extremely social, free-spirited, and laid back. So she probably knew everybody. Yes. And it wasn't that unusual to be like... She's going to stay out by herself because she's going to run into people she knows. And that was kind of, it's like, it's like maybe the friends she was with left. Yeah. But they know that there's lots of more of her friends who are still out. My She'll only concern is, is she coherent enough to know what well, she, that's, she's finding? That's one of the things that we're not sure of. Oh, okay. She'd find someone else she knew or, or she'd make new friends. It just didn't seem like a big deal. Right. At 2 a.m., a guy named Andrew, who's described as an acquaintance of Kelly's, saw her at a bar called Lava Lounge hmm. and offered to walk her home, which is about three blocks away. So really not a bad walk. Not not far. So Kelly and Andrew start walking, and while they're on their way, another man shows up and says he knows Kelly, and he's like, I'll just walk her the rest of the way home. You don't have to. Hmm. And so Andrew left Kelly with this other guy. Oh, no. One thing here is that we don't know if Andrew offered to walk her because he thought she needed someone like yeah. she's too intoxicated to go by herself and he was just trying to like make sure she got home okay or if he was just being gentlemanly yeah or what you know and then that's that's it kelly vanished oh, no. police do believe andrew's story like he's not a suspect at all okay he's they did show a sketch presumably of the guy andrew left kelly with to bar employees around town but that didn't lead anywhere and the sketch was never released to the public what? Which I find so strange. I don't know if it's like maybe Andrew was intoxicated or where it was dark. And maybe they, they're not like 100% sure how yeah. valid the sketch is. Yeah. But like, why would you show it to bar employees? Right. I mean, it could be like if they think it's possible the sketch isn't good or accurate. You don't want to release the wrong sketch either, right? Like, what's the yeah. case in up in Indiana of the two girls who, who were murdered in oh, the park? Oh, um. When it was oh, snowing. Yeah. No, they, it, shoot. Was it snow? No, I can't no. think of it. Goodness, and it, it's just one of those cases that, like, I keep thinking it's going to get solved. It happened recently. Two little girls. Oh, the bar. recent one. I thought you and were they, talking about the story you had. Oh, no, no, I haven't done this one. Well, anyway, <laughs> and there is a murder case, which I'm sure several of you are, like, screaming out loud as you listen to this right now. They released one sketch that didn't go anywhere, and then they le released another sketch later that was oh. very different from the first one and so it's like but by that time you've lost all this time yeah and people have been looking for the wrong person yeah so you don't want to release the wrong sketch i guess is what i'm saying so maybe that's it maybe they're just not that confident maybe they're not sure of andrew's memory or something i don't know yeah a bad sketch can make you rule out someone who maybe shouldn't be ruled well, out. and also they were probably like it was dark it was I like guess. two in the morning who knows so Kelly's friends and family posted flyers, created Facebook groups, offered a reward for information leading to her return. Like they did all the things that you do. Yeah. Her family knew that Kelly hadn't simply disappeared by choice. 
She was already planning on getting a part-time job on the university's main campus for the summer. And she was about to enter her final year of school that fall to get her communications degree. In an interview with ABC News, Kelly's sister, April, described Kelly as conscientious and said that she'd never just disappear like that Mm -hmm. because she'd know that there would be hundreds of people worrying and wondering. It's completely out of her character. She's responsible and has goals for her life. Police followed leads called into a tip line and performed dives in a nearby lake to search for her. They also examined surveillance tapes of businesses in the area to see if they could find any clues. So it seems like it's a super active investigation, really looking into it. The thing is, no one reported any kind of struggle. And Andrew... Like, he offered to, t- to walk her home, and mm-hmm. then he was, like, okay with leaving her with that guy. So, right. So, he clearly didn't get any weird vibe. Kelly must not have given him any weird vibe uh, when the other guy showed up. Yeah. And the other guy said he knew her, and Kelly must have been like, yeah. You know what I mean? For Because yeah. I, I just get, I, I don't know, I don't know, Andrew. He offered to walk her home, and then he was like, yeah, it's fine. You can walk her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He could have caught on to a vibe if there was anything Right. Real sketchy. Yeah. Obviously. So anyway, it seems like she willingly went with the mystery guy. They didn't do anything like a struggle or a fight or whatever mm-hmm. that caught anyone's attention. They're just out walking in right. public. It's late at night, but it's not like there's nobody else around. Yeah. It's assumed that this guy was around college age or at least appeared to be. Hmm. Because if he'd been older or looked it would have been sketchy. Right. It would have been noticeable in a college town if there's suddenly this like super old dude. Yeah. He would have been out of place. And it's entirely possible. Also, where did this guy come from? No one knows. Like, just out of the blue, off of the street, he was like, I got this. Right. Right. Did he know her? I mean, it's almost like he had to have known her. Yeah. Because wouldn't she have been like, I don't know you? And he would have been like, she doesn't know you. I don't know. It's entirely possible that another person could have shown up. And either... The mystery guy doesn't play into this at all. And there's mm-hmm. like another mystery person or that's an extra person showed up to like, right. Help the mystery guy. And the mystery guy just didn't report anything. But it's also like, they've never been able to place this mystery guy. So you feel like if you weren't involved right, and there's all this publicity, yeah. you would have come forward and been like, yeah. ruled yourself out. Yeah. Like, Hey, I was the mystery yeah. guy. If we there was any sort, right. If there was any sort of threatening behavior or if Kelly was scared or anything, it, she could have been easily subdued if there was more than one person. Right. Even if there was one person, but two people especially. Yeah, but we could like, like not sharing her down. So in the search for her, cell phone pings led police to a densely wooded property in a town called Dunn, about 10 miles south of Madison. Over 100 officers and search dogs combed through the area. And on July 9th, 16 days after she went missing, Jeez. Kelly's body was found about 25 feet from the road. Oh, my gosh. She had no known connections to the area in which she was found. Hmm. Reports say that Kelly was dragged from the road to the spot where she was found and that another crime was committed there. (gasps) So it's assumed that that means she was alive. Yeah. When she was taken there. Not that they had done another crime to another person. Well, I I guess at first I took it like she was dead. They dragged her there and then committed another crime. Yeah against her body yeah but the more i read about it i was like no they're saying she was alive they drug her but and killed her there how did they drag her that also would make it seem like there she was, was fighting two people, or that she, she was heavily intoxicated yeah. or drugged or knocked out you know mm. so it's 
fairly safe to assume that whoever killed her had a car, right? Because somehow he got her from Madison to Dunn, which was 10 miles. Right. The property where she was found was owned by an 86-year-old unmarried woman. And I don't know if whoever took Kelly there already knew somehow that it would be a place that he could take her right, and that not that see her here or anything. Her. Yeah. Or did he just get lucky? Mm. This is literally, that's it. That's the extent of what we, the public, know. It's been over 14 years. That's insane. Kelly's murder is still unsolved. I know. Because there has to be DNA evidence on the body, right? I don't know. If there is, there the police aren't saying anything about it. On the 10-year anniversary of her death, her family released the following statement. The passage of time in no way diminishes the heinousness of the crime, the guilt of the criminals, nor the need for accountability. We and the authorities believe there are people in this community and elsewhere reading this today who can shed light on what happened to Kelly if they will only reach out and tell someone. Our family realizes that providing this kind of information now now may not be easy for you or that you may be embarrassed or even afraid, but we would ask you to be brave, to examine your consciences, consciences and do the right thing. It's such a powerful statement. Yeah. I, so just in case anyone listening to this episode happens to know anything at all, here's a little information to jog your memory. Kelly was five feet, six inches tall, weighed 125 pounds, and had shoulder-length dark, dark hair. At the time she went missing, she was wearing an emerald green scoop-necked blouse and blue jeans. She was carrying a gray-green handbag with a lot of external pockets. All the pockets. She was driven. She had plans and goals for her life. She had a big family. <laughs> She was very outgoing, and a lot of people loved her. There are two veteran detectives assigned to Kelly's case, which still remains open and active. If you have any information at all, even if it seems dated or insignificant, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 608-266-6014. Oh, my gosh. That's the end of this series. I just, it baffles me that they may or may not have all this information on this case and i understand it's open so they can't share a ton because then they'll be like oh then people will just come forward and be like they knew this about the crime or whatever right or there could be a jailhouse snitch trying to get out of something yeah. and be like oh, like, i understand this, though this, this. the reason but, they keep stuff hidden but well there i'm gonna do another case that's gonna come out next week that's the same it's like the police are like we have evidence but we're keeping it to ourselves and it's just like oh especially in it's that's another one like this one where it's been several years so just, like, release a little something. Is it bad that my mind always goes, when there's cases like this, like, have they looked into, like, suicides in that area? Like, around that time frame? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's got to be an angle they pursue, but also, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, you got to think that how many murders are they investigating at right. once. Yeah. But which trail is it going to lead you down and which one are you going to follow? Yeah. Poor baby. It's just awful to think that. I can't imagine not having an answer. Mm -mm. So that concludes our couple of episodes here on Whitewater. Thank you guys. Yeah, for thanks listening. so much. And um, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find all the places to contact us yes. in the show notes on this episode. Yep. Or on our Instagram link tree. It'll literally take you everywhere you can go. And that's Witch's Magic Murder Mystery. And you can email us at witchesmagicmurdermystery at gmail.com. We yes. love hearing from you, whether it's a story idea or just Silly little thing. any sort yeah. of thing you want to say. I enjoy it. Guys, oh, listen. my God. Oh, wait, wait. I was going to say, we're 
we have a million, we're really bad at multitasking sometimes. We have a million things going on. We have children, we have homes, we have jobs. Mm. Sometimes it takes us a hot minute to get back to you. So be patient with us. Yeah. We'll get there. We do appreciate all of Yes. This. I did want to say real quick, do you all remember when I did the Mary Shipton, nope, Mother Shipton episode? Yes. And I was like, this voicemail came from Rachel and our other voicemail also came from Rachel. Oh my gosh. So if your name is Rachel, you should probably, you should probably, you should probably message us on anchor. And so we got some voicemails from people who were like, hi, my name's Melissa, but you can call me Rachel. <laughs> and like, that was all. There was no story. It. And I love it yeah. so much. So, hey, Rachel, Melissa, Melissa, oh, Rachel. Man, y'all are the freaking best. I, I love just it love so you much. guys so much. I love that you all are funny. Yeah. Like just us. don't just don't be funnier than, than no, we are. You're our people. <laughs> okay. We love you. Okay, so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.